This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Skeletonic. New research shows that bone is stronger than muscle. Muscle is firm, but if you want to get hard, you need more bone. So if you take your healthy lifestyle seriously, you need to get into the bone game. With Skeletonic, Bone Gainer. I've been avid lifter for over a decade, but no matter how strong I got, I still had same bones. This bothered me. I took Skeletonics for just weeks and watched my body change from soft meat bag to bone hard temple I've always desired. Skeletonics special bone blend contains rare herbs and fine oils that trick your body into forcing twice as much mass in your bones. Transforming you into a lean, mean bone machine. Skeletonic is not for children. Women taking Skeletonics may experience erections. Stop taking Skeletonic if you feel a hardening of your eyes, stiffness in your tongue, or find bone in your stool. Skeletonic is the only bone gainer on the market. Because we're the only ones with the bones to do it. Hello and thank you for joining us on this road soda. I didn't make a part noise. A jolly, wholesome time you wouldn't invite your mom to. Is that a good one? Yes. Is that a good intro? Yeah, we do it again. On this episode, <laughs> never fear the monkey busters are here. <laughs> yes. Unorthodox is like catnip for ladies. And we premiere a new segment, Pat Rants. That's it. It's locked in now. Now that I put it in the intro, it's locked in. <clears throat> Enjoy I the really, ride. Yeah, I admire your um, commitment My to commitment. posting. I, I firmly believe in uh, putting it all out there. No, I know. I love you for that. But I, I just... love it. I love it. Even when it's even when it kind of flops because they mm-hmm. people get to see the growth. I mean, everybody wants to I just wish like product. someone could have seen my face. I just know I'm really bad at hiding my facial expressions and I like think I'm a boss right. at it and I'm like really good and being in control of my emotions. And then my face, you're like, I'm just, you can just see it. I think what's going to, what's pretty, what's going to be uh, funny is the way you, uh, you really hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. <laughs> uh, we have the return of the Millennial Book Club. Millennial Book Club. Millennial Book Club. And this week's episode, uh, this week's assignment was mm-hmm. unorthodox. Mm-hmm. So stick around. You can send all of your thoughts about the Millennial Book Club or your news articles or anything you want to roadsodamail at gmail.com. You can call in, leave a message, 706-200-1213. Leave a message on the phone. We'll, we'll play it. We'll be on the show. You know, you put play it on the phone on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, Christy's uh, had a good time. Mm-hmm. She sounds... You okay? Mm-hmm. Is everything okay? No, I'm great. That sounds I'm like great, some... your brother. I'm great, brother. <laughs> Green cream's gonna rise the top. I think my favorite part of you doing all of your impersonating is just how I tell you the parts that I think you could work on, mm-hmm. which really they're not even that bad. I and just I still like do it. I really enjoy that you like keep taking it from the top. I'm like less face. You're like, oh, okay, here we go, brother. Here I'm we like, go. Nope, you're not doing it this here way. Here we go, brother. <laughs> I was listening to him. It's so he's it's it's so nasally. Like it's really weird when you listen to it. I don't know. I'm on a Randy Savage kick. It's fun. 
thank you everybody for joining us. I hope you enjoy this Rosaria. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, just uh, out there, if you're ever looking up roads, we're road soda. We're, we're the road soda podcast. Not the road sodas. Those fucking pieces of fucking shit. How di I will. I'm. Have you tagged them in anything? I'm gonna tag them in a middle finger picture. Okay. I'm gonna tag. I'm. I'm. Gonna, I'm, I'm not. Look, all right, I gotta back off a little bit. Yeah, you're not as white knuckled as last time. I gotta but. be a little, I'm, I'm trying to, first, but just, there's another, there's this, I think they're like five or six episodes deep. That's it? That's how fresh? That's how fresh. You know how, you know how long it takes? Do you know how many things I Googled? Like how many names I we Googled just, to, time, just to make sure? I'm doing it again. Okay. So maybe one of their dumb listeners accidentally came over here and now you're a smart listener because you came over. To the to the to the actual road soda. So now mm -hmm. that's a smartest. That's a good move. Yeah, it's a good so move. Uh, so smart. Good so smart. move. Good move on you. These road sodas. They didn't. What you don't own Google. You can post a podcast. You, you don't. You can't Google to see if the name of your show's ever been taken. How dare you? How? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Thank you everybody for listening. I hope you enjoy. And now. But first. But first. How about a word from our sponsors? But first. I know that's right. Yeah. How do you lose one shoe? We're gonna be late. Let's go, get your shoes. I'm a prisoner in my own goddamn home. Does this happen to you? Late again for Kids Eat Free Tuesdays at Bob Evans because your ungrateful kids can't find their goddamn shoes? Well, not anymore with the all-new Kids Shoes. We adhere shoes directly to the soles of your kids' feet. Permanently! Your shitty kid will never make you late again. Kids Shoes are made from real wrought iron, so you don't have to worry about them wearing down over time. We know the worst part of owning kids is the constant growing. That's why once a month, one of our shoe techs will come to your house and refit your dirty, stupid kids with a new pair of kid shoes. Starting at one year and up, Kid Shoes, a Popco brand. Here we are with your nightly news. I'm Isaiah Cooper. With me is Christy. How you doing tonight, Christy? Fantastic. That's not how news people sound. I'm doing fantastic, Isaiah. Thank you so much for asking. Why did I do a man's voice? I don't know. Authority? Right. right. <laughs> alternate. So the first one that comes up, I gave it an alternate headline, but I, I do want I do want you to read this one. That CPS has uptick in local cases? Yeah, that's alternate headline is CPS has uptick in local cases, but what is the actual article? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Teacher makes hundreds of music kits for students to use during remote learning. Is that better? Yeah, that's good. Do you get it? Because they sent them all home with all this music, with all these noisemakers. Because now CPS has got all these cases they got to take care of. <laughs> Stop your kids are beating this because they got those little egg shakers. She sent out a <laughs> no, box dude, just... of egg shakers and, <laughs> and recorders. Recorders. That's why for Lawrence's birthday a few months ago, so I was like, I saw a recorder in the store. I'm like, 100%. I'm getting that just to be a bitch to I'm my gonna sister. I'm going to ruin your life. <laughs> right. I'm going to teach that motherfucker hot cross buns and you're done. <laughs> right. It's going to be hot cross buns for months. Uh, please read it. How do you teach music class to elementary school kids remotely? That is the question many music teachers tried to tackle over the summer. Katie Ballou, a music teacher at Amherst Street Elementary School in Nashua? 
New Hampshire. Yeah, nice. Spent some time with Facebook groups and webinars, learning how to make individual music kits. I had a, they had a teacher how to do it. <clears throat> I got tough. an idea. Just put some shit in the bag. Put that, put, what is that? <laughs> Does that make noise? Put it in the box. Send a it. triangle that makes me think of like all the fun little instruments or like yeah. little finger symbols. Do you remember using those in music class? And, yeah. And everybody wanted a little music because you didn't have to do anything. <laughs> what are you Just talking my about? fingers. Ting. Dude, I can remember the songs we learned in elementary music school or music class. And it's like some weird fucked up Catholic school shit. Yeah. But I know all and I still know all the words. They got you good. It's in there. <laughs> they got you fucking good. And then I ran away like unorthodox. <clears throat> um, Baloo spent the entire summer making the kits with her own money and uh, donations and some of her school budget. In total, she made 269 kits tailored to the age groups. It started out with this coffee can container I had at school because I do a recycled percussion project with fifth graders most years. Sounds like a big budget. It sounds... Get your coffee cans. We're making noisemakers. I like, like your alternate headline is like the only punchline of this article. Otherwise, I feel yeah. like I just wasted my life. Yeah, that's non-news. Hey, guess what? I put a bunch of shit in a bag. I, sent, I ruined a bunch of people's lives. As if it's not bad enough that their kids have to do school at home. They're like, here you here, go. Here's, here's, a, here's an egg shaker. Here's a glockenspiel. <laughs> oh, yes, that's oh. one. A little maraca. That's mm-hmm. one too. Maraca. Yeah. What's that called, right? They're, yeah. Oh, I couldn't imagine being it. What kind of person does it take to be an elementary school music teacher? A, a saint? You have to be a saint, right? I think you have to have like some some childlike qualities. Just stuck in. To just to listen to it, you get them all playing their music, and it's just well, yeah, that's what a like loud sound. When you would be, we would be doing rehearsals for our whatever the fuck our performances were called, you know, and especially because it was a Catholic school, a lot of the performances or recitals <clears throat> were geared towards Christian holidays. Oh, and so we're like singing all these songs about Christmas and stuff, and the music teacher is pretending that she needs to like be a conductor. Conducting, yeah. nobody knows these kids don't know. <laughs> yeah, conducting. and like telling us to get louder, and she is so happy and so pleased. And you can like look in the audience, and there's definitely parents that are literally sitting there like, Jesus, fuck God, this Christ. is painful to listen to. And you're like, What's wrong? I'm doing so good. Oh man, well, why'd you you gave me the shitty one? I thought. I, I believe in you to, to spin it into... You can't fire me from the news and then be like, Beb, we're the most... You're I'm not, so look, gonna. first of all, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, these articles, I don't think are going to live up to, to last week's news. Just right yeah, out of... Yeah, but I liked right all of, those articles, like people that were still alive out of a funeral home. You know, those articles don't just fall in your lap. They don't just come around all the time. Like, so maybe last week we had real murder, but this week we have tree murder. Okay? <sighs> A bizarre story of a man who tried to murder a 600-year-old tree. I feel like when I try and match your news voice, it just... You just, like, mimic it exactly? Yeah, it, like, yeah. doesn't come off as, like, mine. It's just sounding like you. You can... What? How does Diane... What about Barbara Walters? She's very... This is 2020. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um... This is actually, is this, this comes to us from uh, CNN, but it's less of, like, a news article and more of just, like, an an article, like a piece. In May 1989, a Let's learn. <laughs> a bizarre murder attempt. And and you know what? <laughs> this I is, hate everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's the Learn vert- the whole story behind unusual murder that shook Austin, Texas. That's what it says. Yeah, and, and, and dude, <laughs> it's... A guy wanted to cut down a tree, but it's it's like that's how steeped like the the CNN and Fox and all these news. That's how steeped in it they are. They know if they put the word murder in it, 
people are going to read like, this up? article about the fucking tree. But if they say guy wanted to cut down a 600 year old tree, you're like fucking next story. You're like, hey, well, let's read about music kits. Yeah, they'd rather read about music kits. Uh, the details of the case were are unusual. I guarantee they're not that unusual. I guarantee the guy probably. Well, let's find out. Uh, and unlike any anything police had seen before. Oh, I bet. Yeah, why? Because they don't work in landscaping. They work in fucking policing. You're like you, you. You're like reading one sentence, and I'm like I'm like really hanging on. I'm waiting for this unusual murder. And then I got a thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I can't um, stop thinking. The victim. Austin's oldest resident, a nearly 600-year-old tree known as Treaty Oak. That opening paragraph would have is just intense. It is intense, but it, they're talking about a fucking tree. Uh, which, you know what? Not for nothing, I don't want that 600 No, yeah, like I that. totally agree. It's yeah. just... Don't t- touch that tree. Uh, Treaty Oak is a spectacular specimen. It is centuries older than the city, its residents, and stretches out to, the, uh, to a spread of nearly 100 feet. In the 1920s, the American Forestry Association named the Treaty Oak the most perfect specimen of a tree in North America. Well, that's a little pretentious. Right. And, <laughs> and thanks to us, that is the perfect tree. And thanks to a citywide fundraiser, it looks like it would look. Never mind. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why well, no? I'm. I was going to. The, how do you I'm stuck on this how do you name it the perfect tree like what makes a perfect tree it says that the, it, it owns the land does it look it, it looks exactly like all the drawings that the kids draw of like it's, an it, yeah it really does it's like the, it's Where the I would perfect like tree you draw think, a trunk and then just draw a bunch of like bloop, 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 think bloop. of a tree I bet you I can close find your it. eyes you know, Are you I, picturing a tree? That's it. That's it. That's it. And you know what? I can I can probably drive about 10 miles, 5 miles, find a tree, send it to you, tell you it's this tree, and you'd go, wow. It's the best that's tree the in That's the best North tree. America. Nope, that's the tree down my fucking street. That's what that is. <laughs> right. You don't know trees? Yeah, but like 100 feet. That's pretty big. I mean, yeah. Is it? I'm sorry. Uh, do, why? Is Are this, you just like saying I'm scrum- fuck it? Well, I'm trying to... Oh, there is read more. Read Native more. American tribes, including yes. the Tonkawa and the... Look, I don't know. Comanche. Thank you. Believed the tree was sacred. So that makes it pretty Students would take like field trips to the Treaty Oak every year. And residents found shade and comfort under the cover... Com... Com... <laughs> under its cover during the heat of the summer. Like wow. most like, other trees. Like a tree! <laughs> CNN, you did it again. When I decided to pro- propose to my wife, I proposed under, guess what? A tree. Treaty oak. <laughs> um, man. Wow, people, could they just... This the first is shreds of evidence? Dude, I can't... No, I can't. I who spun to this? Why do you who choose Who spun this things? tale? Who was able to do this? Listen, so right away, we dug up some of the soil. We took some tissue samples and set it off to the laboratory. A week you know or what, two kid? later, we got the results back that the treaty oak had been poisoned. You know what, kid? <laughs> this is ridiculous. You're new here. You're new here at CNN. You want to write like these big guys? You want to? You want to come in? You want to write story about a tree? You want the? <laughs> you want the bombing story? Why don't you? Why don't you go spin this? Why don't you go make something out of this? You come back. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so up next we have. Ooh, I want to like cue fucking X Files. Thank you. UFO news. Mm-hmm. You want to read this one? <clears throat> and my man news voice. And whatever one you want to do. 
<laughs> Today, Junior. <laughs> I really like the caption. Holy hell. Mystery explosion leaves 165-foot deep crater in Russia's Arctic tundra amid bizarre UFO conspiracy theories. Yeah. That's a big hole. The cavernous hole was discovered after a massive explosion in the tundra following a freakishly hot summer. That hole is fucking terrifying. That is a big hole. It looks hole. like the hole off the movie 300. When he kicks him when in he the kicks him, Yeah, that's yeah, a good, that's I mean? a good like, kicking Jesus. hole. That is a good kicking hole. Jesus, that is... Don't like, ever find yourself with your back to a hole like that. I'll tell seri- you what. No, seriously. <laughs> I feel like looking at that gives me anxiety. Wow. Yeah, you see the people walking around. It's deep. Ugh. It's dark. It, goes it is down. believed the monster blast was sparked by a methane gas buildup in the thawing permafrost. Mm-hmm. It is the 17th large crater to appear in the region over the past six years. Can I just... One, real quick, did it said, did, are they adding in the tundra following a freakishly hot summer? Yes. Okay. So at first, I'll, no. Okay, never mind. I got it. So the hot summer would make it thaw. I get it. Continue, please. Um, previous mega holes have sparked oddball conspiracy theories about everything from UFO launch sites to Kremlin nuke tests. Blocks of soil and ice were thrown hundreds of meters from the epicenter by a colossal force caused by the blast mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, can we get to the aliens like what the fuck yeah where's this where's it said because it did say that they it was a conspiracy right they're like yeah this group of scientists made an expedition to examine this hole um they were marveled by its size and grandeur <laughs> they, you know what christy where's the where's the good stuff christy, i think what? they got us i think we've been had oh we've been had see this is what happens when you don't read the articles as i don't as I do not read these articles. Yeah, they just like keep talking about no, gas. What they and did shit. was what they did was they under gas pipelines. They told us that there was gonna be UFO conspiracies. Dude, they I literally went. In, and all they did was they just told they gave us the sh- the the. Yeah, because you stopped there, and the article actually goes much farther than you think it does, and it's just a bunch of. It's that's science. like what they did last week, where they said that kid like did the whole revenge porn thing, and really they were just talking about some fucking. What are they doing to us? They're race. getting us. We're be, we, we're being had, babe. Be- I think they're they're getting you, and you are getting. It's me. us. We're in this together. <laughs> we're in this together. It's all both of us. Oh, is not it? Just I thought me. this was the world with Isaiah Cooper. What's that supposed to mean? I mean, is it is this us? Because I think it's your that's it's your the show. Po- it used to I'm be just called like that. Your VIP guest star. You know the po- that was like the first name. Of the I know podcast. that's why I couldn't. You think that's. As are you jabbing me no okay just no, to make i'm sure. lifting you up so the the hole blew up because of cow farts methane gas or builds up mm-hmm. boom from your butthole from your butthole from the, no from your butthole your farts could my farts cause 165 up. foot craters you're thank you thank you <laughs> they're thank impressive you. Well, how about this? I think you're going to like this new one, this next one. Dude, this is awful. These are all the reasons I hate the news. Are you going into the monkey news? Yeah, monkey news, guys. Oh, my God. What are those fucking monkeys called that you guys wouldn't stop talking about? The macaques? Macaques. Well, they're everywhere. They're like rodents. Just fucking read your rodent news. Oh, we, you can read this one. Oh, no, babe. Monkey, this one is wait. japantoday.com. This was made for you. And I will give you this because I love you. I feel you like much. you're patronizing me. and I I'm don't not. I'm supporting it. you in your hobbies. I feel like there's a tone and I'm, I'm not appreciating is it. Is it hurts supportive? I don't. Well, the, the words are supportive, but the, the tone is saying something else. No, I just, I just, I opened it. I saw some, some Japanese writing and then I saw that the source was Japan today. And I was like, who loves Japan more than you? I've never met anybody that loves Japan and every facet of its culture more than you do. So I think you should take it I away. I don't, 
you you know you're it really doesn't feel good what you're saying it feels I'm, like doesn't my face look like i don't you know what everyone loving? else can't see the face so they just have to trust what i'm seeing let's just read it this this is our ode to the monkey news that uh you know ricky gervais did on his podcast and they don't do it anymore so just a little bit of news about monkeys i thought it was for nelly i thought well, you did the monkey use for nelly well yeah she was like i we did it all the time and uh, I didn't realize we were doing it so much. It was just a running thing. And then she was like, well, if it's not there, I'm like, well, you we might as well have it there. The listener has spoken. And you listened for you, once. And I, that's right. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. That was a jab. See? I love you. Guys, take what away, is going on with her if you, if you need to give... <laughs> I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> if you need to give Christy a talking to and, and tell her to back off, you can call in 706-200-1213 and leave a message telling Christy to back off. Japanese grandmothers create a monkey busters group to fight primates with air guns. I love every bit <clears throat> I like, of it. I like this. I love every bit of it. I, the picture's really doing The picture. So, guys, uh, the news articles are always down in the, the show notes, down in the description. You can click the link. Um, it should be the one linked monkey news. And it, uh, yeah, it comes to us from Jap- Japan Today. Japan. Comes from Japan. Japan today. Japan today. Dude, I can't wait for you to attempt all of these words. I didn't see that. Usually, I like it when you do that stuff anyways. But Let's have fun. This, nobody is but going the, to get anything from this article because... No, but these grandmothers, they look like they're armed to the gills. Like it, because they're those really good soft guns. <laughs> they're not like, they're not like brightly colored. They, they look like they got M16s and like they're silencers. With, <laughs> really but they're does. also wearing like gardening gear. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> with like their little see through. You know how I feel like they were like the little yeah. clear visors, but these are like full brim hats. Full brim hats. Like they're, you know, they're having fun because these monkeys are just fucking things up. They're coming in, they're, they're eating their cucumbers and shit. And they're not doing it. They're just. Bah, 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 you know? I would watch this show. They sh- if there was a reality show based on this, I would absolutely Vice, watch it. Vice, send me out. Vice, send me out to to Japan so I can do a story on the Japanese grandmothers who are who are blasting monkeys in the Chubu region of Japan. You made it so far. Keep going. And bordering the prefectures of Ishikawa, Gifu, Shiga, and Kyoto lies a relatively less populous uh, prefecture called Fuki, located along the Sea of Japan coastline. Uh, That's on the inside. Thank you so much. Making sure, because the other side's Pacific. Okay. All right. Just, I don't know if you knew. Wow. Just uh, maybe, and maybe everyone else Is that a jab to me? Nope. Just uh, trying to be informative. Fuki (laughs) prefecture was once home to the powerful Matsudara. Matsudara samurai clan. But these days, it's more famous for dinosaur fossils, paper making, and these fucking badass 007 grannies. Uh, or specialties like seafood, soba, and kohishikari rice. Ooh, it's probably really good, honestly. And the group of women who call themselves monkey busters. The trio. <laughs> That's a great name. It is. The it's, monkey busters. Dude, they have fun. You know they have fun. Dude, I want I want to like make a movie or I want a reality TV show, but I want it. In the tone of like Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. I want it like that. You know how like the landlord or whatever is like that old lady with a cigarette hanging mm-hmm. out her mouth all That's the time. What they're, they're all, it's like three of them. Dude. Yeah. I want it <laughs> so bad. They're all smoking cigarettes. Can we please out there? watch that movie soon? It's like one of my favorite yeah, movies of I think all it's time. on. I think it's on Netflix. I think so too. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the trio of primate busting retirees made national headlines last week. It's right. They're on Road Soda. After, <laughs> after their, I think it's international headlines actually. 
After their plight to save crops against monkey damages, uh, damage was revealed by local newspapers. Um, Masakao Ishimura, 74, Tatsuka Kinoshita, 68, and Miyuki Lee, 67, pictured in the photo above, live in rural Hikashi. Hik- <laughs> <laughs> Hikarashi. It's just only fun for me because I'm like reading, so I'm sorry. Continue. I think well, my my idea is if I just read it fast, it sounds right. No, like usually you just do. I'm, I'm like actually really impressed by the way that you do stuff like that, especially when we read like the Indian articles and yeah. all this other stuff. You just that's, the um, trick is just read it fast. But sometimes you like horrifically butcher it, mm-hmm. and I just let it roll by. I'm sorry. Uh, Hikarishi. Hikarishi. Hikarishi, yeah, a uh, town and belong to nearby Miyama district branch of the agriculture. So these ladies, these monkeys with the community appear fields in, in, uh, in March and are often seen on the right bank of the Asua River, have been damaging onions and eggplants, soybeans, potato crops since 2015. The scarecrows just don't work anymore in anti-animal netting provided they're monkeys. It's, imagine getting rid of things that can like think and solve problems and puzzles. you think because they're eating their potatoes yeah and they're eating their potatoes but like how would you prevent that you can't use a scarecrow on a monkey it's a fucking yeah, monkey like, yeah you know what i mean it's not a bird so just shoot them <laughs> you gotta shoot them but don't hurt them shoot them with a bb gun yeah bye, bye. get them out of here there was a there's a story about the uh that radio lab did about raccoons that are down in some like uh Caribbean country I don't know Ooh. and and for the longest time they thought they were a different species it was like they're it's they were the country them itself is like holds it as like their national animal because they think it's a different species but it turns out say it's just a regular old North American raccoon but <laughs> the raccoons are like they're horrific and they're protected in the area but they uh, they like destroy their like watermelon crops and shit. Yeah. And they do all kinds of uh, like they have dogs to scare them off, and they'll come. Raccoons they'll come are so back. cute. Yeah, but they have dogs to guard. The next day they would come out and they would find the dog in the woods shredded to pieces. No, yeah. I don't believe you. Or they. Uh, it's like the attack of the killer raccoons. Yeah, they would have cages, right? They'd put cages out and they would trap one. And then they'd come back later, like the next day, and they would find the cage again out in the middle of like the woods, but like completely like dismantled. How big are these raccoons? It's there's just a bunch of them. So like one would get trapped, and then they would like all drag it away and like break the motherfucker. Dude, Florida out. has some of the most massive raccoons I've ever seen in my life. They're like, yeah, like wobbling around. They come everywhere. out and they come out during the day. They're yeah, they're just fucking huge. One of my friends had a pet raccoon, and I loved him so. Like their nails hurt. A little bit, but they like run all over you like ferrets, and you hold yeah. them and you kiss them, and they're adorable. And I love them. And that, that was like the TikTok we saw the other day where the guy goes in the dumpster and he's like, "Here they are!" Yeah. And they're like, "There's if you go here in Sarasota to there's a park. You know where where Shell Beach is? That road that you pass. When we you remember we went to the beach the other day and we took that road in. Yeah. So on the other side of the channel, there's like a park there and like a beach and everything. You can hang out. It's where your mom actually went kayaking, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's on, so it's on Lido that, uh, they have raccoons that just roam around there during the day. Like it, everyone, so cute? yeah, there's like or baby ones or big ones. People kind of get upset cause they're, they're very brazen. They're there during the day. They, they're trash coons. So they're just like literally yeah, living off of nothing are. but trash. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, but, uh, pretty, pretty, it's pretty something else. Pretty bad about something else that we have 
like three more, no, four more articles. We're not going to go through all those. Pound cake news. 100-year-old pound cake recipe becomes source for prosperity during pandemic. What did you choose? I don't know. I just saw it. What about fucking Solomon? What about that one? Or let Tom Cruise blow up, blow your bridge. Or or uh, Old Grave. Let's not do Old Grave. Let's not do pound cake news. How about fucking- Why? I think Old Grave sounds cool. Yeah, but I I'd remember like clicking that one, and I think I read just like the first headline. Little thing the first, I, the, the link says New England couple uncovers mystery of a 300-year-old gravestone in their backyard. No, please. You know what? I'd, I'd actually right. like to read about the pound Here we cake. are. No, old no. grave. <laughs> and like you said, New England couple uncovers mysterious <laughs> mystery of a 300-year-old gravestone in their backyard. Wait, mine's not loaded. Take it I'm away. ready. Take it away. This is a follow-up to an earlier story about a young Hopkinton couple who discovered a nearly 300-year-old grave marker from Norwich, Connecticut, embedded between two trees in their backyard while rehabbing their 1871 Greek revival fixer-upper. Members of the Rhode Island Historical Cemetery Commission and a bunch of other fucks... Um, it does say that. Trying no. to get Click to the, the article bottom. and read it. it. Does say that. <laughs> AB, this is a to get to the bottom of how and when the grave marker of two little sisters buried side by side in 1736 wound up in Allison Palombo's backyard. Oh, that Allison Palombo! <laughs> Boy, does she have a pickle on her hands? A real doozy of a mystery. Um, a 1933 book by George S. You skipped a whole paragraph. I did. Yeah. yeah. Peggy Malcolm with the commission said the reason why someone would take a footstone or a headstone from a cemetery is because it's pretty. Right. It does happen. Headstones end up in stone walls. They end up as footpaths. They end up in walkways. It is a sin. Is it? I don't it's remember reading that. Well, if you don't, now you know. It's now a sin. Know. Don't don't turn it into a, you know, in, in Savannah, Georgia, mm-hmm. there's uh, one in particular, and I think it's there's a number of them, but there's one in particular. Uh, so the city is is cut up just like the really city center of savannah it's cut Mm -hmm. up into 13 city squares and each square is like a little park uh one of them is a cemetery and at one point they they wanted they needed to widen the road so what they did was they just uh lifted up all the headstones and moved them in and put them put them down and then just paved the road so there's dude uh, under the under the road there's just it sounds like a horror movie. Why is nobody making a movie about this? <coughs> oh, Savannah, Georgia is the most haunted town in America. I've never known that. It is. What? 100%. Yeah, that's go? like that's like their thing. You go there, it's nothing but ghost tours. It's everywhere, everything. Uh, yeah, but then they'll latch on to me and we'll take them home. We can't do that. Take, you take a little pet with you? Not Ozzy. Ozzy's a ghost. Uh, so yeah, it's a sin. Apparently, she got, she, she got her two cents in there. A 1933 book by George S. Porretter entitled inscriptions from gravestones in the old burying ground norwich town notes both the headstone and footstone of four-year-old diadema what is this japan again and lucretia 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 yeah they're probably slovakian or something i don't fucking know i don't know what these people with their names uh her 11 month old sister uh the footstones um just- they died days apart of diphtheria yeah so, so is that what we're hearing? Because you said this is a follow-up to a previous article. They found I, these headstones they in, must their, have, yeah. in their now yard. Knowing what they are. Now they belong to these girls. The footstone somehow traveled to Hopkinton. It was placed between two maple trees that would have been five feet tall at the time. 
Um, yeah. How do they know they're not just buried there, though? Like, actually in There's their backyard? There's no definitive proof that the headstone is still here yet. Right. Uh, yeah, find the girl's grave while watching poke a rod into the earth until he has a hit it could be headstones it could be footstones it could be anything malcolm could be gold doubloons malcolm doesn't think the girls are out there underneath the maples as some sort of second grave site i think they're here in the cemetery with the rest of their family i mean it's so that's the good mystery i bet you i bet you're missing that old better than pound cake i bet you're missing that pound cake Thank you, everybody, for joining us. All these articles will be down at the bottom. If you have a news article that you find that just is too sweet for, for words, uh, send it in to roadsodamail at gmail.com so we can do uh, so we can do the news. And Woo, com- I love it. If you have a comment on all of these awesome news, I think if we compared last week's news segment to this week's news segment, this one crushed it. This one sucked. I liked it. I, had a good I mean, it's okay. The Japanese grandmas really made it for me. But like last time, I just felt like there were there was some good. We had like some real catch phases, like some, revenge porn, finger yeah. licking, good sauce, mm-hmm. Afro man. He wasn't in the news. We made him in the news. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it became part of the news. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what? Uh, I I thought I had a good time. We were had a lot in this one. Yes. We were had. Alrighty, everybody. How about another fucking word from our sponsors? Jimmy Christmas. We're going to lose sponsors that way. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Guns, Armadillo, Jerky, and More. Guns, Armadillo, Jerky, and More. No money, no problem. We'll finance. No license, no problem. We know all the loopholes. Felon? Keep it moving, buddy. Just kidding. What if you need a gun for an emergency? Say someone might be robbing in your house right now. With our retroactive purchasing program, you have waited three days no matter what. Don't forget to grab our in-house armadillo jerky. 100% free range and organic. We follow strictly all the health and sanitary standards and all FDA guidelines met and exceed for considering our armadillo jerky organic. And I challenge anybody to prove otherwise. Ain't no loopholes in that shit. Guns, armadillo, jerky, and more. Come on down and find out what the more is. You just can't resist. I can't. I'm so sorry. You are like baby. <laughs> Can we start one segment without you going in the in the microphone? Like three, two. I can't help. I'm sorry. <clears throat> So childish. <laughs> I know. Speaking of childish, this is a new segment. And this is, I'm going to call this segment, Pat Rants. Now, Pat, friend of the show, he's been on the show a couple of different times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I met him I'm through familiar. Justin. Justin's friend with him. Um, he's a great dude. And he's contributed to the show in one way or another, whether he was on the show or there's been certain, um, like, uh, what was I going to say? Like commercials mm-hmm. that we've written. And uh, he helps... And uh, he's a very interesting person. Like you, you, you. I feel like I've got a a sensor, and a lot of people have a sensor for like when you meet somebody, 
and you're like, oh, this is a different person. Like you meet a lot of people. Dude, and you're like, this you are like really Randy Savaging. You're, it's like your latest. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I love it so much. The cream's going <laughs> to rise to the top, brother. We watched that so many times. Dude, it's not going to get old for a while. It's not. I'm oh, gonna, yeah. I'm going to you... buy you Randy Savage glasses. I already have looked at t-shirts on the, I want them all. Uh, so guys, if you, so everyone knows Macho Man, Randy Savage, you know, break into a Slim Jim, if anything, you know that much, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just Google Macho Man Randy Savage and one of the first videos that pops up. I'll put the fuck up. The link's in the, down at the bottom. There it is. Don't worry. Link's down at the bottom. Um, it's Macho Man doing an interview. I'm not even a huge wrestling fan, but I'm not a wrestling fan at all. But I'm just a fan <laughs> of these guys' characters and how big they... It's so over the top. I love it so much. He comes and he's doing the interview and he keeps saying, the cream's going to rise to the top. And he has these little coffee creamers that you get at like like a, a Denny's at a diner yeah a diner and he keeps and he's keeps holding them up and he holds one up and then he he puts it in the pocket of the guy that's interviewing him and then because <laughs> he and, says he's the cream of the crop I'm the cream of the cream I'm the cream of the crop <laughs> and then like 10 seconds later he's got another one he's pulling them out of his pocket <laughs> And it's, then at one point he takes the creamer back out of the guy's back out of the pocket, pocket and he puts it on his head. <laughs> and he, Dude, I love it so it's much. So, it makes me really happy. And you know what? He did so little but so much. He was I guarantee. It I was really resonated you, with you. It really did because it's a performance. It's a because I was telling you I, I was like he's probably back there and they're like you're going to be interviewed next and he's <laughs> walking around and he walked by like the craft service tables and just grabbed a handful Grab and he's like creamers. this is it this is what I'm doing. <laughs> Cream's gonna rise to the top, brother. I need some cream. And uh, that's what he he's I love it. Anyway, so Pat, friend of the show, he uh, he's does a, he does comedy writing. He's a comedy writer. And he made me get this app. Uh, I I've heard of it, I just never used it. It's actually a really popular app. A lot of people use it. It's called Discord. And you can have a group chat, but then your group chat can be organized by hashtags. So if you're having like multiple conversations in your group, you can go, oh, you can have a hashtag like summer vacation house. And so all the conversations about the summer vacation house are there. Just it's that's pretty, pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty cool if I have your friends do it. So uh, and Patrick is, um, you know, due to the whole situation, he, he can work remotely, but he's also he uh, flew up to Canada as he does once a year. And then this all happens. Now he's stuck in Canada. He hasn't been able to come mm-hmm. back home. So he's like, just trying to find an outlet. And if you don't remember, if you haven't heard some of the episodes with Pat, he uh, he he's, he's got Asperger's, and but it's not like it it's it's shows when he uh, just gets on something and he just goes for it and he just writes and writes and writes and and it's. I love it so I love much. it. I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of other brilliant comedians mm-hmm. or comedians that are married to other comedians and they're somewhere on the spectrum and it just makes their presentation of everything so wonderful and because, so special and yeah, I love it so much. Because your mind is just here. It's in it hard. Yeah. And <clears throat> and uh, he, it's such, it's so fun. So he just has this outlet. He'll be watching something and, and it happened the other day. He watched um, The Last Dance, right? So that was the first one. Remember with the, the Michael Jordan thing? Right. So he watched you the know, last for, dance. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, go ahead. No, it just makes me think of like Save the Last Dance with Julia Stiles and they're like doing a little dance. So I just like get all these little clips in my head of it like was definitely white a, people learning really shitty hip hop. It was definitely a bold statement by marketing. They're like The Last Dance. They're like, we're gonna call it last dance. It was like what about Save Last Dance? They're like, bitch, this is a documentary about the best basketball player. We will crush that shit. It yeah. is now the last dance. But they uh everyone's talking about it and he he watches it and he goes off. It was, do you remember how long it was? I just kept, I was like, mm-hmm. it's not done. It's not done. And it was just, he fixated on 
Michael Jordan's eyeballs. Yes. Because not for nothing, they're fucking crazy. They're, <laughs> there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in those eyeballs. Any and description I would do could never do it he, And he just kept and he just kept going. And then what I did Ew. is I started taking them. I took I, I started taking all that whole rant and breaking it down and tweeting it. And right I now, saw that. Right. And now, if you are on, um, if you follow us on Instagram at Road Soda Podcast, you can actually, on the story, it's just all of these texts of that rant, right? So that was the first one. And actually, why not? I'll read. I'll read just a couple because I, I do have them. I should have them right here. Uh, let me read just just a couple. It started off with Michael Jordan's eyes, and it's just like there's no real super continuity. It's just like actually, no. Let me go to the original. Original. My bad, guys. Bear with me. It's the first time we're doing this segment. I think you're really gonna like this, right? Christy, can you can you? Yep, I'm here. Help me, help me out here. We got This is. Called, I love it. It's so funny. This is called uh, vamping. When you, um, you didn't let me know that there was like a new segment of any kind. You just kind of like said it. You didn't prep me. You did nothing because this is your show, not our show. I like the surprise. If <laughs> you love the element of surprise. If there's I'm anything, doing so many jabs today. I'm so sorry. They come from a really it hurts. place of love. Okay, so we're gonna the mics are gonna we're having fun now, mm-hmm. but there's gonna be a lot of tears later. I'm gonna Promise. cry. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. I'm gonna clock myself in the bathroom with a shower on. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna know if I'm in it or out of it. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna if know it's hot or cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. Okay. This hurts. I thought you were gonna make me cry. That's why I was excited. <clears throat> Get your head out of the gutter, Christy. Okay. <clears throat> we're talking about Michael Jordan. This is a so this is just a taste of the Pat Rans. I have another one that you haven't heard yet. So okay. that's what I'm saving for. But he says. Um, uh, this is the this is what Michael Jordan's eyes look like the entire docu series Last Dance right and it's a picture of Michael Jordan and his eyes with the cloudiest the cloudiest yellow reddish it's 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 wild, dead inside right? eyes yeah. mm-hmm. um, he says he says I think he might be bl- be a blind person those are mistreated dog eyes I want to pet him and tell him he's a good boy and then he says. I think he prom- I think he promised a witch his eyes for basketball powers. So now he has the witch's eyes. <laughs> he goes. <laughs> there's all there's always a loophole that lets you get the powers the witch promises and not have to pay a sacri- pay the sacrificial price. He obviously didn't accomplish the loophole. Uh, the witch gave his basketball powers to Airbud. Oh wait, uh, wait, did he say that? Because it was in the Airbud thread. And then he says, this is Freaky Friday shit. There is someone else in there now, like Jordan Peele's movie, but with dogs and witches. <laughs> I think he stared at an eclipse. Eclipses are fun. It's like a one-card money. He said in the doc that he doesn't do drugs, except a little bit of alcohol. I think it's rubbing alcohol. I don't think you get those eyes from excessive drinking. Maybe that's what happens to billionaires. They keep pushing the limits of life experience and lose their soul. Those eyes are barely doing a good impression of eyes. His teeth look great. It's an odd necklace too. Like something you'd buy at a bohemian store. They did an interesting thing in the dot. Oh wait, this is, he kind of deviates from it, but he just right back to the eyes. I want the new one. You want the new one guys? Yeah. If you want to hear the rest of this, you can, you can read the rest of it at some point. <laughs> they're all on the Twitter. They're all on the Twitter and they're also all on the Instagram right now. I know that, man, I, I built it up and then I started and, and that wasn't, 
You're making I'm sorry. me nervous. No, You're I just I've I, I've read it and I've heard it, and you then did. I read it again. I laughed a lot when we first read these Michael Dora. Like you and I were sitting on the front porch, and we were just like yeah. going and we couldn't stop. It was a good one. Yeah. So here's here's the next one. Uh, he made a new hashtag for this, and it's just called JRE Talk, uh, the Joe Rogan Experience Talk. So anything that has to do with that. Right. He made it just for this. He said, I just saw the first 40% or so of the David Blaine one. I so, didn't watch that one yet. So, you know, everyone knows David Blaine, mm-hmm. right? Why does David Blaine present, him, present himself as a creature that feeds off of discomfort? Why is that good for magic? I'm not shitting on the guy. This is an honest question. He's probably not a creature that sustains itself on discomfort of others. He probably needs to eat food. I get that. (laughs) But why does he present himself that way? I've never been the victim of his magic, but I can only assume it's a very unpleasant experience. Is Is it a known art like hostage magic? You pay him to go away? I'm not shitting on him. He's a really effective hostage magician. I just don't think I like magic at my expense. It's like being a victim of a practical joke. Like when Jackass found out Bam was afraid of snakes, so they trapped him in a snake pit. Joke's on you, they all laughed. And I'm sure Bam understood. It was all at his expense. Expense humor. Hostage magic. I feel like David Blaine's magic is inspired by the feeling feeling you get uh, driving by a car crash. Or an incidental boner when a child is close. That's what watching his magic feels like. It feels like you're mentally preparing excuses for the boner if someone notices. You feel like you've done nothing wrong, but you could still get punished at at any moment. I think if I were attracted to children, I'd probably be too shy around them to accomplish a boner. (laughs) His his magic is a lot like uh, the movie cliche where a homeless guy is really good at chess. You admire the craft, but you don't love it or him. I'm not shitting on the guy. Yeah, these are like really valid. Yeah. I've like never thought about it's a great way to word his like entire demeanor. It's very uncomfortable. It's like just, dude, I don't know if like I like weird. this. Yeah. Get away. Why, why are you doing this? I mostly like people's overdramatic reactions. But yeah. And in the in the episode of Joe Rogan, he just starts chugging water and he's like, what's going on? He's like, I'm going to swallow a frog. And he drinks a gallon of water. And then literally a gallon, he counts the bottles and then he swallows a frog. They have a conversation and he spits it back up. And the whole time Jorgen's like, why? 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 Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I'm going to hold my breath underwater for like eight minutes and be yeah. chained. And then you just sit there and you're like, okay. Yeah. And I think, and then at another point he makes Joe stab him through the bicep with a, with a, an ice pick. He's like, come on. Joe's like, I don't know. He's like, come over here. Come on. And he's like, Stop. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you admire the craft, but you don't love it or him. I'm not shitting on the guy. He's the best hostage magi- magician I can think of. People always seem to be humor- humoring him, like he's noticeably retarded. Everyone see everyone seems so unwilling to participate, but they don't want to be that guy. And I won't humor a retard guy. Oh my god! <laughs> like if a retard handed you food, you want to be the guy who could eat it. That's. <laughs> that's- <laughs> Oh my God. That's the same feeling as watching David Blaine do his magic. I didn't understand his new stunt magic trick that he's explained to Joe. It seemed like he explained that it was a balloon that would take him up really high. And that's it. That's, so he has this thing that YouTube is sponsoring. And it's just going to be a bunch of balloons that he's going to hold on to. And he wants to float up so high he disappears. Cool. Yeah. And he, and he said it's like his... The, yeah. He said it doesn't seem to be magic for this century. 
I guess if he disappeared, I'd be impressed. And then I'd realize he simply is inside the balloon. Especially when the sun hits it from the other side. I'm not shitting on the guy. You know what I want? What? So you remember how when we were doing um, all the Craigslist shit? And we were like reading all these people's stories and all their shit. And it was like fun because you're reading it and you're getting this sense and this vibe. But like I want... I want the Pat segment. I want Pat to be doing his own rants. You want Pat to be doing I his I want rants? all the inflection. I, I want, want all of it. Well, I that's he, uh, I don't know if he would. It would if he not would. to say you're not doing an incredible job. I love it. Right. And I'm like following it and like internalizing it and thinking it. But there's so much tone to catch. and There's all this stuff to catch. And it's like wonderful and brilliant. But like, I want the full, I want, I want the full Monty. Well, we're not stopping. Let's go. I'm not shitting on the guy. <laughs> Joe Rogan looked really old in that one. He looks like one of those old boxers that shows up to the gym and distracts the young fighters who are wondering if this guy is someone they're allowed to tell to fuck off. Those guys seem to be in the most in most of those movies. I like how he gets mad at the magic. Like he's angry at himself for believing. <laughs> Speaking about Joe. Holy fuck. I really hope David Blaine stays stays semi-famous. I don't want to see desperate effect desperation affect his already disturbing art (laughs) just i don't want i don't want to see desperation affect his already disturbing art his magic now is like when i'm skimming through porn and masturbating and i find out later in the scene that i'm not that attracted to the girl but i'm (laughs) but i'm close so i figure i can still finish it just won't be great i don't want to see the porn where i couldn't finish I don't want to see the porn where I couldn't finish. And I don't want to see the semi-snuff film that he'd make if he ever felt truly desperate. But odds are, I'll see both. I'm not shitting on the guy. I think the French word of David Blaine is his anti-charisma. It's magic from someone from some uh, from someone clearly don't respect. It's magic from someone people clearly don't respect at first meeting. Where all or most other magic is super insecure guy trying to get you to believe him before you've seen any evidence of his craft. I think that's why he gets such a different reaction from people from the giggles and the delight of most magic. Instead of instead you see anger, fear, and hesitant thoughts of how is this guy going to end up hurting me? Are you tuning out? No, I'm listening. I'm sorry. Let's just keep doing this. I'm having a good time. <laughs> Uh, don't get me wrong. Some of his magic is absolutely delightful, but then you see his face watching you enjoy it and you think, oh fuck, is like ma- is is liking magic perverted? Like he just tricked you into outing yourself as a creep? I'm not shitting on the guy. David Blaine, trauma magic. I truly don't understand what he sees in the new balloon magic stunt, especially considering Shaq Balloon. <laughs> Shaq Balloon is the best balloon magic ever done and ever will be done. Forever undefeated, I don't know if you have ever saw Chris Angel's Shaq Balloon, but it's fucking amazing. Using only the power of his mind, seemingly, Chris Angel turns an everyday Shaq into a Shaq Balloon. (laughs) And then he floats the Shaq Balloon over his house in Nevada and then safely brings him down to the ground. And And he's not done. Just as quickly as Shaq Balloon came into this world, it vanishes, leaving nothing but what we stare at with plain old Shaq. He's talking, and then he gave a picture of David Blaine levitating Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal. It's fucking amazing. You can't remember it, and it, 
you can't remember it and not find yourself yearning for more Shaq Balloon. I would absolutely sacrifice a lot of my own Shaq Balloon. I don't know a lot of Chris Angel or his, and every time he says Chris Angel, he spells it different, or his Mind Freak show, except that it wasn't well-respected. I can't speak to that. I can only speak to Shaq Balloon being the most, but best balloon magic anyone could ever do. It's so fucking delightful. My spirits forever soar with Shaq Balloon. Say Shaq Balloon a few times. It's great to say. David Blaine magic is the anti-Shaq Balloon. I'm not shitting on the guy. This whole thread is worth it now because I remember Shaq Balloon. Oh my God. I can't fucking believe Shaq Balloon. Can you imagine having one? Every experience... Every experience... (laughs) He watched 40%... Of a of a Joe Rogan podcast, and this is what he's this is he just he's like I gotta get this out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Every experience with it would be cherished memory. Shaq Balloon gives me hope. For the three minutes Shaq Balloon was in this world, I was happy and I didn't and I didn't previously die. Then he disappeared, and I didn't want to live anymore. I wanted to be with Shaq Balloon. This is exactly the type of wish I would have made if my, if my cancer was more severe as a kid. You want to meet Shaq? No, I want a Shaq balloon. It's the same size and looks exactly like Shaq, except it's filled with helium. So I'll, I'll say it again. I'd like a Shaq balloon, please. It can't take... I can't... No, no, I'm... <sighs> Christy, that your maniacal... <laughs> laugh of you can't handle it anymore like he just, i want him i want to i know i i just don't do it for you no i love it it's, is it me i feel it sounds like you're reading somebody else's comedy skit yeah i want to i want to hear him say it with all his inflection ozzy's looking at me like he agrees with you ozzy looks like he wants to be in here he wants to get in here no get, i love it i think Oz it's dog. really funny it's just really hard to translate it's easy to re- i are you trying to tell me that we put, shouldn't put this segment in the show because no, it's mostly it. just me reading and you just... <laughs> I, I mean, you I, to, I, no, but I feel like you, re, you read news articles so well and you have all this inflection, you put all the pauses and all the tones and right in the right place and then you you read his skits like you're reading Hooked on Phonics. Yeah, and I'm a bad reader. And then said that the Shaq balloon up with helium, can I please have a Shaq balloon with helium because it's life-size and then it was on the roof. You know what? <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know what I'm going to do? I'll take this out, please. I'm going to take this. No. I'm going to take this very constructive criticism. <laughs> no, don't. I, I don't want No, seriously, that. <laughs> you know what's funny is she genuinely thinks that I'm upset. I'm not upset. I think that's actually, you're right, what I should have done. See, this is, I'll give you my line of thought, but what I'm going to do next time. Ready? So here's what happened with me. I started reading it and I was laughing my ass off. Mm-hmm. Especially because I had yeah, watched. Yeah, because when I read it, there it's funny. Especially because I had watched the David Blaine stuff. Yeah. I watched that episode and it was like, you get that. You're like, dude, what is, I mean, he, he seems like a really happy, nice guy, but then you read that and it's like fresh in your mind. It just doesn't come the same as somebody else. It's like that. There was this one comedian. I don't know if he was on some sort of like reality show where they eliminate all these people, but he has a disability. Right. And he makes a lot of jokes about the disability, but it, you like need him to tell it and you can hear the rawness in his voice and what he's experienced. And that's what makes it funny. So mm-hmm. he's like going on this big rant. 
but you're just reading a bunch of run-on sentences, so there's no way to like yeah. get what's... It's got to come from him. You're right. It or what I can do next time, because I stopped... Rehearse. That's what I'm getting to. My The reason I didn't was because I read that first part, and I was like, I want to... I want to laugh with Christy. I want to have this experience. But the thing is, I just couldn't read it right to like get you in it. An asshole no, you shouldn't. Because <laughs> if you didn't, I would. My thought was to maybe like cut some of it out. But I think there's he's weaved too much together. He starts with something. You got to go. It sounds like a stand-up routine. It's, yeah. It sounds funny, but there is only one way to deliver it. Yeah, I got to read them. I got to read it a couple times. So next time we get a rant. What I'm going to do is I'll read it a couple times so I can actually give it the pauses and the beats. I just want to like catch you in the bathroom looking in the mirror. And I'm standing there. And you're like, it's a shack balloon. And I'm like, God damn it. It's a shack balloon. God damn it. And then like, I just want to keep going. Yeah. And then you see me and I, and I didn't want to live anymore. (laughs) I wanted to be with shack balloon. See? This is exactly the type of wish I would have made if my cancer was more severe as a child. You want to meet shack? No. I want a shack balloon. That was better. See? Yeah. I think what it, I just roasted you on your own show. I'm so you, sorry. That I feel you roasted me into you bullied me into changing my ways. <laughs> At least for that segment. Well, uh <laughs> I I hope you guys enjoyed it. Look, not a, it, it, this is like the this is like the first time oh, going on stage. Like, I want to be a stand-up comedian, and you get on stage and you're just doing your material and you're just looking at someone's face. And then you're like, "How'd I do, baby?" I'm like, "It was." You weren't listening, good. were you? You were just off. Did I lull you? Did I lull you into a lull? What lull? No, I know. I was just making a reference to lots of Oh, lull. What? <laughs> I get it. Well. How about another word from our sponsor? Fucking please. Silicolin is the number one doctor-recommended stool coagulant. Polymers invented by the world-renowned Dr. Koshi Kolonapi bind the matter in your large intestines so that your movements require virtually no cleanup. Originally developed to treat anal seepage, silicolin is for anyone who desires spotless underwear and a streak-free toilet bowl. Side effects may include acute anal seepage, upset stomach, bunions, spina bifida, night terrors, night sweats, terror sweats, and a loss of sexual identity. If you are experiencing more than five seizures a day, stop use immediately. Leave toilet paper behind. Ask your doctor if silicolin is right for you. Silicolin, a Popco brand. Millennial Book Club. Millennial Book Club. Welcome. To the Majesty's Barbecue Cook-Off. You didn't even ask me to give you any words that begin with any letters. You just decided to do it all I yourself. I just decided. You decided to settle on Majesty Barbecue. The Majesty's Barbecue Cook-Off. Great. Are you making fun of the Majesty's? It is the most like sought after. If you are, if you get to enter the Majesty's Barbecue yeah, Club. Yeah, like that wasn't cook- fun for me because you didn't cook-off. ask me for like, hey, what's a word that begins with M? What's a word that begins with B? 
You're like, I could have had one letter in there and then you could have thrown the other two. But you're like, this is the Majesty Barbecue Cook-Off. Uh, this just isn't about making you have fun, Christy. <laughs> this isn't about, well, let's have Christy have fun. This is the Millennial Book Club segment back after I think I went back and counted the episodes. I think it was like seven episodes or something. Since crazy. we've done one. It was a lot, yeah. Um, and then there was even a couple of weeks in there where we didn't, um, no episodes released. But uh, last week we finally, so for seven, if you had you had seven some odd weeks to watch Floor's Lava, <laughs> hope you got that down and then you watched it. And then this week was Unorthodox. Mm-hmm. Which I've been meaning to watch for a while. You had been meaning, so you. Um, it was on my list. It was on your list. You got a list. Everybody's got a list. Well, everybody's been talking about it. <clears throat> yeah, and um, so you killed a couple birds. You killed a couple, and and this is a actually. Let's explain the Millennial Book Club segment is a segment where we're just fucking watching Netflix and Netflix originals only is what we watch, and yes. it's just like a book club. So uh, we'll, we're going to talk about this because that's what we watched, and then we'll announce another one at the end of this uh, segment. And you watch it, and you come back. It's simple. You ever heard of a book club? I have to Moron. explain this. I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then we uh, we rate it, and we have a special rating system. It's binge it. Uh huh. Watch it if it's there. Watch it if it's there. Or spare yourself. Fucking spare yourself. Fucking spare yourself. Do anything. All right. Uh, and this week was unorthodox. A woman flees an arranged marriage in Brooklyn to start a new life abroad. Then her past catches up to her just a little just a little taste just one little, little line a little a little, little taste <laughs> just a little taste. taste of that natural ice <laughs> this is i thought it was a butt ice no the gas station on the way here they had 99 cent butt ices because they were the ones that like dropped and pink you didn't get and one I, I thought about it but i was like i don't i like that poppy will only drink miller lights or natty ice natural yeah. ice yeah he likes it's, that good shit that's that good i get it it's got an eagle <laughs> right. It's got some kind of. It's got. A, I don't know. Is it Native American? I mean, it's American. <laughs> uh, and so is our friend. What was her name in the in the in the? Esty. Esty. Short for Esther. 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 But they call her Esty. Which would be a nickname for because Esther is a lot, especially when you're like I mean, a little. It's really kid. not. It's like the same amount of syllables. But I mean, like, a, a, it sounds harsh. Like if you're a baby and you're like, "Come here, Esther," or like, "Come here, Esty." Mm. I mean, I obviously <laughs> trying to convince you. So, and this is not Natalie Portman. No, contrary to popular, contrary to what, your beliefs, contrary to my beliefs. I was like, I mean, it looks like Natalie Portman. And then she pulls sure. her wig off at one sure. point. Sure. And I was like, it's Natalie Portman. You're like, no. Idiot. She has all the symptoms of Natalie Portman. <laughs> the but lips. Not the, 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 she's white. She's no, bald. She's a girl. A girl with light brown hair, brown eyes, right. and like beautiful, big, darker lips. Right. And she's like going through hardships. And she has that like really good, I don't know the word where it's like. Stoic. This detached in intensity. Stoic is probably yeah. a good word as well. And, and you're right. It, it is like the same. It's like an essence. essence. But then when you actually, because you're like, you were like, she doesn't actually look like her. And then I looked it up and I was like, she's right. Like Natalie Portman, I said uh, she wasn't wrong, (laughs) and uh, because she Natalie has like higher cheekbones and Mm. a wider face. Well, I mean, there's like similarities, exactly. But I feel like it would be difficult for a a police sketch artist 
to to draw some the, the two of them. If somebody okay. had to explain who to draw, yeah. Portman, it would come out looking. I very feel like similar. the Jeff Ross doppelganger that you saw in the gym was looks, mu- looked much more like Jeff Ross uh, than this. We're looks starting like to Natalie think Portman. it was Jeff Ross. That's what we're thinking. <laughs> but I um, yeah, you're right, and that's uh. But there, yeah, it's, it's this... almost like it's almost like uh, what's the guy from Superbad? Which one, Michael? Sarah, Sarah? and yeah. the and the other guy, uh, Jonah Hill. No, no, or no, no, McLovin? no, no, not from the movie. The guy that like kind of looks like him. It's not. They don't Michael even look alike. Sarah? Michael Sarah. People get him confused all the time. He was in. Oh, he was he in that like Facebook movie or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. People get them confused. They don't even look remotely like. It's an essence. Yeah, it's an. They have the same fucking demeanor and yeah. the same like sort of uncomfortable vibe vibe. they get yeah yeah so that's why they get confused uh however so this this is she also does this thing where she like gives off so much energy and so much storytelling by literally saying nothing at all which natalie portman does as well it's like the way she's carrying herself the emotion in her face like it's it's one of those things where i usually hate reading subtitles because then i feel like it takes away from all the emotions of what's going on but hers are so intense and so long that yeah. you're like you're feeling every you it's you're in and that's they like really, a rare gift i think that natalie portman has or what makes her great oh this girl i uh, had her name before <clears throat> let's um yeah i've never seen her anywhere sharia hair haas shira haas shira haas s-h-i-r-a huh. shira haas and um yeah i looked up when when we were watching it I looked up to see what other things I had seen during and they all look like the kind of the same like type of movie. Like look yeah. at Unorthodox, The Zookeeper's Wife, Princess. If you just all the covers. Yeah, just look they the, look very intense. They all, they all look the same. Like, ah, I know. She I know plays I'm, a somber role. Yeah. Very well. Make that money on that somber boy. But so this is when it says an arranged marriage in Brooklyn for the first like, I want to say 30 no, 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 for the first like four minutes of the film, if you have no, and it's not a film of the show, if you have no bearing as to like what, what's going on, all you know, it's, it's in Brooklyn, it's an arranged marriage, right? <clears throat> and for the first like four or five minutes, you think it takes place in the 50s? I'm so glad you brought this up because yeah. this is like the one of the main things I was going to say too is like yeah you're like wow look at how things used to be right. this was so long ago yeah. until that fucking girl sitting on a beach and she pulls out her cell phone N- even it, before that it's like the first five minutes when she she pulls a cell phone out before she even leaves I didn't even notice that I think because it's like so second nature now yeah. that I'm still the way she's dressed the way the house is everything's being presented I'm just thinking that and it wasn't until she goes to the beach for the first time where the uh, brown girl yeah. pulls out the cell phone and it and she's sitting there playing on. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking smartphone. So I Googled it. I'm like, what year does this story it's now. take place it's, it's in? It's now. 2009. Yeah. Because a girl wrote a memoir. So it's all based on her real life. Okay. But this happened to her when she was 19 in 2009. Wow. So she's like, what, my age now? Yeah. That's like right. I was in New York almost about that same time. That's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It it's It is so fucking insane. And they did... It's like they they did it for a reason. So you, yeah, the first, because I saw the cell phone, she come, uh, uh, so the girl runs away to but Berlin. But it was a flip phone. It was a flip phone, yeah. And she um, she's like about to leave and then her friend, and this is like the first couple minutes, the main character, she's about to leave and her friends are like, uh, it's the Sabbath. 
um, something you can't do something. The Yuriv is broken. I don't yeah, know what that means. Right? I don't know either. And she had a she had like a bag, and she's like, "Well, leave your bag." And she goes upstairs to leave her bag and the cell phone. When I I'm watching her toss everything on the bag on the bed, and when she throws. A phone, I literally like had to pause. I was like, is that a fucking cell phone? See, I never thought it was like the 50s. I thought right. maybe like the 80s. Yeah. Or the early 90s. I don't know, just something longer. Long ago. Where like, because I think all of the the Jewish and the Nazi and all that shit and the Holocaust, I feel like you think it's so far, so far in the past or so long ago. And then you see all these articles online that are like, hey, this person is the same age as this person. Mm-hmm. And, and it like fucks up your sense of time and the way things are happening in history. So you realize that it's way more recent than you yeah. think it was. You're not mm-hmm. like 200 years ago. Like, no. no, dude, this just happened. So I'm like thinking maybe the 80s or 90s. And that was enough to be like, wow, look how long this sort of indoctrinate. Like, look how long this lasts in the 80s yeah. or 90s. I'm like, no, it's 2009. And, this shit is still happening. Right. And, and it's... It's so there's you, you mentioned very it was like one word you said before like because we watched it just before coming over here and you're like it's so amazingly shot and uh, it really is it really is it really is and it's amazing not just like the actual shooting but on the there's so many multiple levels so even you when you watch this movie or I keep calling it a movie uh, you immediately think it's this other time mm-hmm. because that's what they're trying to express to that's what they're trying to build they're trying to build when you are in when you're in this religion when you're in this you're a hasidic jew you live in the heart of culture and society in the world well that's in the, the way, fucking yeah. world but you are your world but your world is so controlled and so like it it seems like you might as well be stuck in the 50s otherworldly like, yeah it's crazy or but that's like also the way i feel like it's shot is this heightened sense of like the arts and culture where I feel like I was watching the first episode alone and when she's like watching them do their rehearsal and playing the music and she's tearing up and I'm tearing up and the way it's shot is just this like appreciation for culture and the arts and in the time that we are and all the things that she's not exposed to but Mm -hmm. at the same time she's being exposed to classical music so it's like this weird fucked up time warp that makes it really super beautiful like that's they they heighten all of those things. They do. They do heighten those that's things. That's what I thought was really beautiful. And they heighten all those things because they're trying to make you they're trying to make you feel what what she's feeling, you know. Yeah. They want you to feel like you know, they trick you into into think into thinking you're in a different time because she's it the whole thing is about breaking out of this thing and like trying to leave this weird indoctrination like trying yeah. to get away from it. Like and the, the whole, oppression of the women, oppression. which is where like I think it hits home cuz I'm a woman, you know what I mean? Mm. But also Are you I sure? played <laughs> Let's see those tits some, again. Some people question. Let's see those tits oh. again. I gotta make sure. Um, but I played uh, competitively piano for like 12, 14 years. I think that's it was such a funny thing. Competitively? I played competitive piano. It was called the Scale Olympics. Sounds like okay. something Will Ferrell would no, do but in, a, it's... in a Will Ferrell mo- movie. <laughs> the Scale Olympics. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> It's like intense, though. You like go to the conservatory and these. I mean, it's pretty intense and yeah. it's hard and it's a lot, a lot of, like, of Asians. There are a lot of Asians, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to. I did really, That's, really well. Yeah. Sorry, it's not jujitsu. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, it's okay. Um, tomato, tomato. But I always, I refuse. I like, I love the blues so much now, and I love funk and all this stuff. And when I was playing piano, I refused to play anything but classical music because it has this ability to like transform, transport you, or whatever. Yeah. to this place where yeah. you're appreciating something that's so fucking timeless and so lost and 
I feel like that's where she is in that moment where she's like gets transported to this place where people she's in this new age and this modern era that she knows nothing about and doesn't even know how to handle it. But these it's and she's finding appreciation for music. She's not allowed to perform. She's not supposed to be enjoying it. Yeah. And she's being exposed to a bunch of modern millennials fucking playing classical music and yeah she's moved by it and i just think it's so beautiful it is beautiful it's an it's amazing and then of course like it's the whole thing is just so perfect i mean i you you mentioned i didn't know it was based on this girl's like actual this girl wrote a memoir wrote a memoir and she directed this whole series as well the The girl girl that wrote it they're like go ahead direct it yeah insane yeah Maybe she was fairly just, certain it's like Deborah I'm sure something. She, um, yeah, maybe she was just like because I googled it and I was like, it's else, a, you know? a real, um, a real story based on this girl's memoir that she wrote about her life. Yeah, and then I like googled something real quick and I think I saw her real name, and I thought it was either like directed or produced or something where her name's in the credits multiple times. Yeah, well, I'm sure like the whole assistant. story. Yeah, yeah, assistant, all that kind of stuff. Let's see, written by Amy Winger. Is that her name? Yeah. Anna Winger. Anna. I do not remember. Uh, it's a drama. Anna Winger, Ale, uh, Alexa Krolinski. What's the girl's real name? Just look up the girl's real name. A 19-year-old. Well, wouldn't it be the main character's name? Yeah, but like her real name. She's, her her uh, real name is probably not Esther Shapiro. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> um, I don't let's think see, so. What's it called? It was... I really hope I'm not wrong. I'm, I'm fairly certain. <laughs> but it was just a quick Google. And to... I saw like the, the similarity of multiple names what used. Like, unorthodox... unorthodox uh, uh, um, book it's based on real character i don't know real character well what do you guys think unorthodox follows se shapiro played by israeli actress nine-year-old actor network i mean who wrote the book it says the book's called something like um leaving or being banished of my hasidic roots or something like that um let's see this girl wrote about her experience netflix and then book how about that Scandalous rejection. The rejection of my Hasidic roots. That's what it is. Okay. What's that girl's name? Um, it's written by Deborah Feldman. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was Deborah something. Yeah. And then there's somewhere in the credits mm-hmm. where Deborah yeah, keeps, sure. but not just like based on the book by. Like she had some part in it. I think. I'm just, they probably consulted her for all kinds of things, like make sure certain things got done right. It was the the whole thing is so fraught and laden with, uh, you know, what laden. I know it's, come it's, laden it's means oozing with it's it's dripping with symbolism and for everything like every little scene there's like even down to when she's sitting there and she's about to get married uh she's like oh, I'm getting married and then her she's like looking at the the stuff to go to Berlin that her right? mom gave her yeah that her mom gave her and her mom's even like look this shit sucks yeah you know uh you think I left like I left you as the very difficult I love you more than anything but like this shit's Look, look, you're living in New York City but and you're like, you're, you're oppressed and you're oppressed. Like, what did that dog just do? Ozzy. Knocked his water bowl in his pot pie bowl. Um, but yeah, so even, so in that scene when she's sitting on the bed and then her grandma's like, let me see the dress, right? And then she unzips the thing and pulls the dress halfway out. Even that, it's like symbolism. Like she's yeah. half in it. She's not all, well, she doesn't oh, wow, expose, yeah. she doesn't expose the entire dress. And like, you know, they don't, you're it's so much money and so much to make a movie. There's never, especially with these kind of, there's never a shot that's wasted. So if you're, if they're focusing on this dress and they're showing you that the dress is like 
ha- they don't she doesn't even pull the dress all the way out she's just well, not excited yeah she pulls it out <clears throat> it every little thing in this is well is that's all why i about. feel like her mom doesn't even give much of her story you can just tell that obviously she's left mm-hmm. the community or whatever and she came back to give her these papers in case she ever needs an out and you find like little clues where she's like you know she was married once she had a kid and stuff like that so when Esty gets all mad that she's trying to give her these papers you can tell that she knows like I know how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I felt this way too. Someday when you change your mind, that's right. like, don't tell me what you think. And you don't know how I feel, mom. Yeah, Get away still. from me. But I'm just gonna go look at these in my room real quick for a minute because you're totally fucking right. <laughs> Shit right. sucks. So yeah, that's and that's so it's, it takes place in Brooklyn. It takes place. It's it's modern. It's you know takes 2009. Uh, she is married. And the first couple scenes you see. Um, She's just like trying to hurry and there's music like that's that's playing makes you think of something like um oh what's it called uh, like born Jason Bourne or something it's like really I kept because I was also working while it was playing mm-hmm. and I kept looking I'm like man this is Jackie Chan gonna bust in or something it's really intense music <clears throat> I didn't notice that I have noticed that the music is like pretty persistent throughout the whole thing though where some places use it more real dramatically to like heighten this where I feel like the majority of her experience has some sort of yeah. classical soundtrack to it. And if it's based around the whole thing's based around the, you know, her playing the piano and music and whatnot, then yeah. I mean, uh, and then she just dips. She goes to see this lady. You don't know who this lady is. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all like first thing in the movie. She, she runs out the door. She's running into people. They're <laughs> like, it's a Sabbath. Everyone knows each other in this fucking community, even though it's people in really like to say good Sabbath, good Sabbath. Well, it is the Sabbath when it's the Sabbath. You say good Sabbath. I'm not Jewish. So this was kind and, of one of my first right. experiences. Yeah. So, um, that's why they were saying you're like, we can't do anything. They're not supposed to spend money. You're not supposed to use electricity. You're not supposed to do anything on every Saturday, sun up to sundown. Just hang around, maybe read a book, talk to your friends, eat. That's it. Um, but she runs to this to this person's house. Person's like, "Hey, we follow you." You're like, "What's going on?" But it's just some other lady. It doesn't seem like clandestine. Nothing seems crazy. Gets in a car, has a ticket for Berlin. Goes to Berlin. So now you're like, "Holy shit!" I don't know what the fuck's going on. She's yeah. just zipping off to Berlin, and it kind of pieces the puzzle for you back and forth. But and it's just even her being in Berlin. It's like, and then she's about to swim in this lake. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of big historical moments. The lake that's across from the villa of where the Nazis met and decided to extinguish. Extinguish. Yeah. The Jews. So she meets this guy. So she, I think she, as soon as she gets there, she like goes to her mom's apartment. Her mom's not there. So then she goes. She's in a coffee shop and she just meets this guy. Yeah. And then, sorry. What? No. No. I just I love the way she meets this guy because I feel like they paint it in a way where it almost you would want to think or that everybody else that's around her or around them thinks that she's having some sort of romantic desire when really she just sees someone they're willing to talk to her Mm -hmm. so then she follows them and she just starts inviting her herself places and following them to like be around a system or create a system that makes her feel safe and be able to explore these things instead of going to the beach by yourself or going these places she's like these people are my age i don't know what i'm doing yeah it's like a homeschooled kid yeah Like a homeschool kid going to going finally going to school. You're like, hey, uh, uh, let's play. We're playing together. Can we play together? Yeah. Like, just really, they don't know how to. And but all she knows is that she wants to experience. Like you yeah. said, she wants to experience life as uh, you know. See what they do. See what yeah. see what they do. And you know, this guy's being like you said, being nice. She's like, where are you going? But I mean, it's so funny because like, uh, I feel like a lot of people. Like a lot of people, if the, if a girl, maybe if she wasn't pretty, was like, where are you going? 
after you just met them. Can I come with you? <laughs> uh, you know, like, I, don't think, I don't know about that. You know, like, just, that's what I mean. But I mean, the they I, I think they kind of understood that, and the the group that they she became a part of it seemed like everyone was from somewhere different. Everyone yeah. had a different thing going on. So they're just like, yeah, this Hasidic girl, they know what that is. And, um, but yeah, they go there. Yeah. But I guess it wouldn't be like that apparent that that's what she is to me. I wouldn't know that. I mean, if you live in a city, like a big, like, I mean, Columbus is definitely a city and I'm sure they have their Jewish district. Yeah. But not like that. There's not like, but yeah. it's the Midwest. There's it's, no, it's not like flooding with no. culture. I think it's one of like the bigger capitals of Somalian refugees oh, in yeah. the world. I think, or in, in the country, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like there in Kansas or something fucking ridiculous. They always but, send them weird places. Well, the the Midwest area is not drenched in any sort of culture. You know, right. that is like white fucking suburbia or rural. Welcome to Flavortown, bitch. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, and so, I mean, if you're in, in Berlin, I mean, I mean, now, especially now, there's a lot, you know, everyone is from somewhere different. She, um... But and then they go to that lake, like you were saying, and he was I like, absolutely during, cried in that scene. And he's like, and he, he's like, you want to go swimming? And then he stops and he looks at her and he's like, yeah, in uh, Berlin. He goes, yeah, during the when the Berlin Wall was up, if somebody tried to swim from that side to this side, they'd shoot him dead. Yeah. And she, and she's like, what, what about now or something? Like he's like, yeah. now he's like, you can swim as far as you want. And it's just like again, every single thing is just this. This liberation of this liberation of oppressed. It's like everything is just so much like, oh, now you can just go as far as you want. You're free. Yeah. That's right. It's just, yeah. And then you see her, she's like in, and I only watched the first episode. Obviously she's battling with the memories of her mom. Like, fuck mom, you were right. I hate when mom's fucking right. Yeah. And even if she ends up going back, I mean, you just, that's, that's where like the Amish, you know, the Amish with the Rupspringer. I hate when they go back. It makes me so upset. I mean, but that's a. It's some just a comfortability, you know. That's like what exactly. we talk about when people or babies watching shows that they like that suck. Mm-hmm. It's not because they like the show; it's because what's comfortable in this idea, and it's just like fucked up indoctrination where somebody tells you what you're supposed to think, what you're supposed to feel, and then if you do it for so long and you condition them so hard, they're never comfortable to do anything that they want to do for you themselves. Stupid fucking it, baby, you hate puppy pals. You just don't know it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just had to get that. No, I just there. puppy. <laughs> Puppy Pals, Puppy Dog Pals is a good show. It is. That's one of the good ones. And now, another word from our sponsors. We are the Organs for Porkin Foundation. Hi, I'm Mark, and I've never had sexual relations with a woman alive. And as a necrophiliac, I have no desire to. The Organs for Porkin Foundation was started to give to the unfortunate necrophiliacs of our communities a chance to come. Organ donation is one of the most charitable things you can do, but there's more to it than simply giving a liver, like giving an orgasm. The only thing that can bring me to climax is a lifeless corpse, but I refuse to break the law. These people are well-to-do citizens and just like you and I deserve to come. Because they need a dead body to make it happen doesn't mean they should have to break the law. Bring joy and fulfillment to your fellow man and donate your body. Why not? You won't be needing it. Before I became supported by the Organs for Porking Foundation, my life was empty and cold, and not cold the way I like. I, I can finally bring myself to climax without the paranoia and guilt. Thank you, Organs for Porking. 
Next time you renew your license, do the right thing and check the box that gives the gift of pleasure. Pa 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 puppy dog. <laughs> this is a good show for the kids to watch. Uh, and then it was, yeah, I, I was really blown away by how much they were packing in to all of it, but also not letting it like ruin and carry the movie. It's you can watch the movie. It's a beautiful movie. What's you can series? miss. You can miss. Uh, it's a four-hour movie. All right, I'm, it really I'm changing is. it. It's a four-hour movie. <laughs> you can miss. All of that little symbolism and still watch an amazing movie. Yeah. Whereas there's movies or shows that are on the other side and they, they try too fucking hard to be like symbolic and you get yeah. like a fucking Donnie Darko and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Right. Can you just tell me the story? Like, come on. Um, but it, it is laden with emotion. Laid. Did I use it right? I think so. <laughs> with emotion? Yeah. And it is yeah, very it's emotional just, too. Yeah. It's just very intense. It's beautifully shot. It's like... You almost want to say it's like a feel-good show because it just it conjures up so much fucking feeling and so many thoughts. It's so thought-provoking about so much history, but so many things that are still present today and all these things. And it's like, you know, living a privileged life and, and having white privilege and all the privileged situations that I've been raised in. But at the same time, to still be able to identify with the oppression of being a woman and then so you have like all these feelings of oppression and then at the same time you feel so liberated because you're not exposed to those you know it just there's so much fucking feelings that's going on there's yeah. so many things you think that are happening in the past that are still super present it just is and i think a lot of people i mean the the acidic jewish i know nothing about it is outstandingly outstandingly like oppressive towards women with women um, it's, it's even like, like Orthodox. So there you have like Orthodox Jews, but these are Hasidic Jews, mm -hmm. like the guys with the, there's, what um, do the curls mean? Why the curls? Is it, is it like mean something if there's shorter like, curls versus, um, I think is he like just, a greater warrior? I think you just, it's like almost a choice, like a hairstyle choice. You're like some like, which some long, some short, you just have to have them. Okay. But so it's, so it's, it's not it's, like it's, the holier, it, like something happens. So you have to cut them off or like um, age or well, yeah, yeah, your status. It's, I don't think, no, the length doesn't dictate any kind of status like, you just have yankees to... really got him going yeah he, he really like, had him really down and something. it really like drooped it made his whole face look longer you yeah. know he already had a long face like everybody else just kind of short yeah. tuck him behind the ears he can tie him up in a ponytail behind his head it but it the apparently the symbolism is supposed to be some kind of connection to god some kind of like oh like people think dreadful. and i think and i think there's a there's a some small story in the old testament that was like somebody had these locks and they got cut off and it was their connection to god it was like i don't know i do like that symbolism though i don't I mean, know how they the, like so you lock him like i i get it i like it there's it's, a it lot makes sense. there's every, every literally every everything they do everything they wear it's all about some sort of about remembering and about but then there's this like literalism taken with like the women and them being married off and you're not allowed to sexualize your wife there's Oh God! I just I keep wanting to bring stuff like up. Prostitution, like not prostitution, and 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 STDs is runs rampant in their in their community because really, the, yeah, because the men uh, are not a, they're not you're not allowed to like sexualize your wife, uh, so they go and they fuck other like prostitutes and shit, and they're just degenerates. But they have to fuck them every week, and they um, they have to fuck their wives, and through a hole in a sheet. No, -uh. well, there's that's that is Stop also that it. is also so there's 
that is one of those things where it's look let's fact check it right now well i haven't got there yet i've gone a bit farther than you have in the series and so in the beginning of the second series is like when this older woman is trying to explain to the main character the rules of sexuality how it works you know when she bleeds how to check if her bleeding's gone when she's bleeding she's not allowed to sleep in bed with her husband and all, all these rules about their level of intimacy whether that's sexual or not you know what i mean right but they didn't go as far as like the hole in the sheet and stuff like that but you could tell she was upset like why do i only get to sleep with my husband two weeks out of the month and she's like you know distance makes the heart absence makes the heart grow fonder you'll see just trust it this is the way god wants it and all that i'm like jesus right and that but they uh, didn't say anything about a sheet they did not and that's because that's false says snopes oh wow uh, do Orthodox Jews have marital relations through a hole in a sheet? Yeah, they didn't mention that. Um, I think there's probably something that just got misconstrued. So uh, let's see. Common to the human experience, common is desire to bask in the sure and certain knowledge that those who adhere to different practices have to have it much worse than we do. Part okay. First of all, Snopes has gotten way too opinionated. I don't and even. Not, yeah, I don't even like, know what you just tried to read. Ready? They're basically being like people believe this because they just don't. They, they try to like look at them they do this like that's where the idea came from common to human ex- common to the human experience is the desire to bask in the sure and certain knowledge that those who adhere to a different practice have it much worse than we do uh, part of belonging to any group is the need to believe it's the best of its kind and that holds true even when the group in which question, is what I really don't like about religion when it's and that and it's on Ironically, funny enough, we're reading in the the Hasidic Jews, it's the worst because they're told they're the chosen people. They're literally told they're the chosen yeah, people. Yeah, but every religion tells you that. Like, if you the don't Jews do are, this. But the Jews are the chosen people. Right? That's like in the, they, they, that's like they're, it's like driven in the, Jews are the chosen. I don't think Christians are like, oh, we're the chosen people. But like Jews, that's like the thing, not all Jews, but. No, I understand. And they. There's this level of entitlement. Remember that video that they played on uh, your mom's house where it was all these Hasidic kids just taking this dude's golf cart? That's why they just... What are you? You fucking Gentile? Get the fuck out of here. I know. And the way they... they God, there's so much I want you to see in the way they like aggressively go to search for her in Berlin. They find her mom and meet her mom and the way it just is like... And the terror that comes over that woman and she's like, we speak English in this house. You will not control me in this environment. Like, get a get out you know and you can see this like ptsd take over her and what she fought to get away from and it's just like horrible you know i know a lot of bad shit's going on right now but like we live in this world where we think these things aren't super present anymore or you just forget about it and i'm like this shit is fucking happening to Mm -hmm. young women in new york all the fucking time yeah Anywhere there's the Hasidic Jews, you know, it's part of the, it's like part of the culture. Well, yeah, but I just mean like in In New York City right now, right now. Yeah, but like. There, it is, it is very, very weird. And of course, you know, the minority speaks for the the group. And there are a a number of Hasidic people that are like truly like, you know, just doing the thing. And they're very nice, kind people. But there's just like this, there's these groups and these people that come out that are like, oh, the fucking chosen people. It's just like in them, it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, like that feeling you get when you look at pictures of like super indigenous tribes or like mm-hmm. native people or you're watching some sort of Nat Geo documentary and you're looking at these people and you're like finding this way to connect with them and understand that you guys are the same mm-hmm. and you operate the same and you think the same, you know? But there's this weird level of distance where you're like, this is crazy. I can't, what are they thinking? You know what I mean? And it's like, having that same experience or that same thought with like other 
white people raised in the same area. You know what I mean? Like it just takes us, but yeah. it still has that same level of like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I do. It is only these people are out in the woods and, and, but these people are like in pockets of, they're like in our other, society. They're in yeah. society. You're riding the subway with them. Yeah. Like, I'm on my cell phone on the subway having a great old time. Yeah. Talking to you, how I'm talking to you. And meanwhile, he's like, this motherfucker, how dare she look him in the eyes? Like, right. you know what? How do you exist? It's just crazy. It is very, very, very crazy. Uh, excuse me. Wow. That natural ice. That's what that is. Uh, constant can, hold on. Let me see. I just want to see what it does. One needs to feel comforted. Dude, it's so... Why do they talk like consequently? I wish you'd seen The Handmaid's Tale because also when I watch this, I feel like this is... The Handmaid's Tale like kind of freaks everybody out because it makes you feel like, holy shit, this could happen to us or you could see how this could happen to a society like ours. And I was like watching that and I'm like, Jesus, this is just a way more realistic version of The Handmaid's Tale. Like this is fucking crazy. I wish you've seen that show because that shit is wild. A lot of people can't watch it because they get really upset because there's like lots of rape and lots of oppression and weird shit. But it's like you can't stop. It's it just is mind fucking. It sounds like a lot of drama. It is. <laughs> it I is love, a drama. I love drama. It is a drama. It's uh, really, really good. And you know what? For some reason, I just kind of like looking over it. I know that it's it's not true. The truth is, the old story the Orthodox Jews have a hole in the sheet. No, it's most widespread myth about Orthodox Jews. The Talmud, like Jewish Bible, mandates that sex must be done completely naked. Mandates it. I know that's right. No through the jean shit. That's weird. <laughs> and no through the boxers. Socks <laughs> right. off. Take it off. Get your fucking socks off. Dude, I always hate. I'm. I can get. It's kind of weird when like dudes leave take everything off but their socks yeah you're leaving your shirt on really what are you what are you a fat kid at a pool (laughs) what are you doing weird your dick's out and you're worried about your stomach yeah like why do we take why do we go through all this like take all this off except like you leave your shirt i leave my socks we do this it's just i don't know it is weird it is weird to to not be it's like i feel uncomfortable but did you you have your dick out (laughs) your dick's out and you're uncomfortable you can go you can go to the Walk around the streets with your shirt off. Yeah. That's okay. I'm uncomfortable. I pull my dick out though. <laughs> pull my dick. Um, yeah. It says uh anyway, that's enough of that. Look, I'm I really watched sorry I interrupted you a lot. I just I really, really like this show. Do you never look all this sorry stuff? Yeah. I keep it ap- up. Keep it up. I have an keep, apologize keep up problem. keep up the sorry because you know what? You're right. <laughs> if you interrupt me one more time, <laughs> Uh, this, I only watched. You watched a full episode. A full episode. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you started into the second one. You mm-hmm. said, you're About like, like I'm halfway a- through. Like, I'm going to finish it. I'll finish. I'll finish the whole Good. thing tonight. I'm very happy. I like, I will stay up late to finish. It is. Good. And they said it was like an Emmy nominee or I feel like it may have won some other awards or something. No, but fucking you're shit. in it, but you're no in shit. it. Yeah. And it connects with you. I think so. Uh, I think we're going to have a little differing ratings on this one <clears throat> you also want to binge it is, is that, that differing no you see so you want um so no. what do you put it spare yourself <laughs> ah, and so i would say binge it must watch You're absolutely binging, must yeah. watch I, it just for the even for like the cinematography or the way mm-hmm. it's shot alone it's 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 beautiful it's relevant it's historical there's there's a lot of things that i think could speak to a lot of different people or you know instead of like watching some chick flick with me and if i want to watch something about some 
yeah. Hasidic if, Jew girl. Right. If you're like a cinemaphile and you're just into movies and and you want you like good movies, good shooting. This isn't a movie again. It's a TV show. Yeah, you're really you're really gonna like it. You're probably gonna want to watch it. Go ahead and break, my, woman, break my heart. Tell me how you watch it if it's there. I'm a guy, babe. What? Did you see any Hadoukens in there? I was about to say did you see Asian any? cartoon. No, I didn't see any anime. Did you see? Did you see any kimonos? <laughs> no, I there didn't you think go. so. <laughs> no dragons. No dragons. Um, oh, what are those things called? Um, oh, come on, fuck. In Death Note, what are the the here? No, Ooh. ooh, Shinigami. 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 <laughs> yes, there's no Shinigami. She just admitted to watching a little bit of Death Note. I watched Most fucking like thirty episodes. I think it's only about thirty-five episodes, babe. You have, yeah, there's watch- there's only like a few left I didn't watch, and I put them off because I didn't want it to be over because I loved it so much, and now it's been like now you a forgot few so months you have to or go so. Back and catch and up yeah, a little bit. I, yeah, I don't know where we are. Well. I would definitely put it, watch it if it's there. If you're, if you are a guy and you maybe uh, forgot to take the trash out or maybe you're like, um, you, you, you said something you should have, shouldn't have. Maybe you were looking at someone's ass when they walked by. Well, something happened, all right? You can Just, look as many, as many butts. That's not what we're, okay. I'm talking about these poor guys out here. You know, right, right, okay. You know these poor guys, guys out yes, here? that are not allowed You need to, to do something, you need to, you need to, you know, uh, Make up for it. Put this on. Baby, I got something we should watch tonight. I got something we can watch. How about unorthodox? And, you know, she'll cry. You hand you the tissues. Maybe you get her some peanut Put M&Ms. Put tissue on your boner. Put tissue on. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> by, the end of, by the end of this one, she's going to be a, a puddle. A puddle in your hands. And, um, but yeah, I would, uh, you, you know, watch it if it's there. It's a, it's just for anything. You can watch it just for the writing, for the, 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 the making of it. For the game. Watch it for the game, if anything. But for me, I'd watch it if it said it's not, you know, I'm a guy. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. I mean, come on. Yeah, but it's good. So what it, and it's still good. You said watch it, binge it. I would binge. Yeah, yeah, it's like a it's a top for me. Absolutely. Top. This is it. It seems like it's going to be one something that I, like, I love. I would recommend it to other people. You have to watch this. This is beautiful. This is amazing. Good. Yeah, that's how I think. Yeah. If only Barb had Netflix. I don't know if I want to watch it with Barb. Oh, Barb would fucking, she would. <laughs> you think so? I love, oh, she cries. I've only seen Barb cry once. She's a blubber. I have video yeah, of it. Yeah, I know you videotaped it. I videotaped it. <laughs> it. That, was, that was the best. Anyway, uh, right. so now. I'm going to cry like the whole time. Next week. What'd you choose? We are going to watch Unwell. This docu-series takes a deep dive into the lucrative wellness industry, which touts health and healing. But do the products live up to their promises? Uh, this was a 95% match for myself. What, he, what match was it for you? Um, I have to look it up. You know what I am Here. surprised about, though, is that the unorthodox had such a low percentage match, and I am clearly enthralled. I thought it was a high one for you. No, it was like 84. That's pretty low for me. Yeah. I feel like most everything is somewhere between like 95 to 98 or something. Yeah, it was mega low for me. It was only like 76 or something. Something. It was not. It was barely <laughs> passing. And that's how you feel about it. It was barely passing. Let's see. But uh, I think. Ew. How low is it? No, sorry. That I was. It's a ninety-eight percent match for me too. Oh, check that out. Oh, it's higher for you. Mine's ninety-five. I was just getting a phone call from him. Well, that this is. That is. Like I'm very. Uh, it's gonna cause. It's gonna have a lot of good conversation. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a lot of really great multiple times stuff from that. And if you guys want to uh, 
you know, watch you watch unwell. Was it? Was yeah. It unwell? Unwell. Yeah. yeah. Unwell or unorthodox. Look at that. Unorthodox. Would you unwell. look at that? Would you look what we did there? Um, or even if you have something to say about unorthodox, you can send uh, your comments and whatnot to roadsodamail at gmail.com. What about your reviews? How do you feel about unwell? What does it make you think of? Even if your thoughts are that our thoughts are dumb. Well, that way. <laughs> your thoughts are dumb. They don't, I don't like them. You can send that to roadsodamail at gmail.com or you can leave a message 706-200-1213. You can call and leave a message and we'll play it right on the air. So next week, unwell. I won't do it now. I'm so sorry. You act like I. You. I think you, the reaction that you think I'm like seething, you're like getting mad away. No, I just think that I'm a child, oh, and no. so like you don't really care, and so I'm like I'm not gonna fart this time, but it's like. It's so hard to not do it. You're like three, two, yeah. and then you like wait, and then you're like, "Is she gonna fart?" And I'm like, "No." And then you're like, "Click," and I'm like, Pfft. "I just can't help that." Good Tourette's. Yes, a mild form. A mild. I do have the paperwork, <laughs> and I'm telling you this now. Well, uh, I learned on this episode that Christy has Tourette's, mm-hmm. and what'd you learn? Um, that Hasidic Jews are intense. I learned that Hooked on Phonics kind of worked for you. Oh my! Um. Jiminy Christmas! <laughs> wow! If I, I wasn't, I was already, I was against the ropes, and before the ref could could break it up, you <laughs> swung a couple more times. I like it. You're right. I don't read good. I don't read good. Not his fault he can't read. <laughs> Not his fault. Unless I'm unless I'm impersonating a news anchor. Yeah, you're really good at that. Yeah, you, it's <laughs> my reading level. My reading level is solely based on on what character I am. Yeah. So if I'm just being myself. Was that one just like a struggling? No, that was just reader? me. That was just me. You saw me. <laughs> is that how you read my messages to you? Uh, and then babe, can babe, you can pick you, up some butter? We went. We ran out to make sloppy joes. I'm a. I'm a. I'll tell you, slow reader. Bad, uh, I think you have mentioned that you're sober, but you're not a bad reader. No, I'm. My <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone's gonna learn. My reading comprehension is. <laughs> I read and I. Okay. Uh, I don't. What? I don't read it's anything. Cr- it's you have great reading comprehension. You oh, catch yeah. things that like I miss, and I, I'm, an, I like to think I'm an avid reader. There's, you know. Mm. Do you know what she's doing right now? She's trying to make up for all the. You're, I'm already beaten. I'm already bloody. Just just leave me. Rub your nose and just shit. Stop rubbing me in it. <laughs> Don't have to lie to me. Um, I also learned that we we get we get duped. We get duped in the news. Yeah. Duped. We learned that you picked shitty news articles. What about I'm last sorry, week? Why am I is that all you? it takes? Is that all it takes? Is I can I can bat a thousand. Last week we had Afro Man, okay? <laughs> we had KFC. There was so much more than Afro Man though. I was like really genuinely enjoying the news last week. And like this week is most of the reasons why I hate the news. Other than the fact that I really like the Japanese grandmas, and I do think that that would make an excellent movie. See, look, we found something in there. And and all, all it takes to see you could you, you could do great once, but nobody remembers that. All they remember is you pick shitty news articles. <laughs> that doesn't count. That doesn't count. So everybody, thank you. If you have news articles that are not shitty, you can send them to roadsodamail at gmail.com. Please. Christy. 
I I would love to contribute. But no I one's what's stopping you. I didn't think I was allowed. Oh. I need permission for my master. Every well, if I knew how to speak uh, Hebrew like um, unor uh, unorthodox. I Is would, that what they're speaking? Yeah, it's Yiddish. Yeah. Yiddish and, and Hebrew. They know. Those so guys. It's like are, half the words that this like don't. Is it like speaking Spanglish or like half the time you just say English words? It's it's a mix of English, Hebrew, and Yiddish because Yiddish is like Hebrew and like German in a way. Mm -hmm. And then they also throw in a bunch of and then it's English because they're in America. So it's just like yeah, it's just this mishmash. But they can go to those countries and like really understand and do well. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Mm -hmm. So next week, watch on well. <laughs> next week, uh, we're gonna be watching unwell. Uh, Whatever your thoughts are on that, we're going to try to watch at least maybe one or two. I want to watch essential oils, breastfeeders, yeah. milkers, Milk. and ayahuasca. And ayahuascas. So uh, if anything, cherry pick them's out and we'll watch them. Uh, send your reviews to roadsodamail at gmail.com or call in and leave us a message. Tell us how nice we sound. Uh, to road how good Isaiah reads. Isaiah reads. How, how good you... <laughs> how about how good you talk? Huh? Thank you. And uh, one last thing. Go to bed early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to bed early.